Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show is driven by your next Ram truck or Jeep Grand Cherokee at Mack Hike and Flowood, MacHikeFlowood.com. This is ESPN 1059 The Zone. We had a good game, a competitive game. What a what a way to wrap up the year with the Rams and the Bengals. And uh congratulations to the LA Rams, who by the way, um, I mean, when you hire a coach at 30 years old and Sean McVay and you take that leap, uh, kudos to Les Snead and that front office with the uh, with the Rams. And in, they're now 48-1 and when leading at half under coach Sean McVay. I think that's pretty good. We want to welcome in Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN, played Power 5 football. Uh, coached pro football and has been with ESPN for over 15 years. How about that leap of faith, Tom Luganbill? Uh, Les Snead sells to his owner and the front office that uh, we have to go get this guy and get him now at 30 years old when they hired Sean McVay, Luke's. Yeah, you know, listen, it's, it's a quarterback-driven league. It's an offensive-driven league now. And remember, you know, it wasn't that long ago that in the National Football League, there are essentially two offensive systems, right? There was your multiple pro-style attack, and then there were your West Coast disciples. But there was really no in-between. And now what's happened is I think that McVeigh and some of these other guys that have come up over the last five to seven years or so have started to realize that you can coach the NFL game like a college team. You can be multifaceted. You can run bubble screens. You can have jet sweeps. You can do all of these different things. You don't have to just put your offense in a box, you know, one of two boxes, pro style or, or West coast. And I think, you know, Kansas city has been a great example of that with, with what Andy Reid's done with Patrick Mahomes. And then you look at Sean McVay and, you know, I'll, I'll say this about what they were willing to do, which I think is, is pretty cool. I don't know how long it can last if it's sustainable with your, with your roster and the salary cap and, 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 and your draft status, but, they went out and they, they sold out for a Super Bowl. You know, whether it was OBJ, um, whether it was, you know, um, the defensive end for Denver coming over, all right? They put a lot of money, all right, into building that roster, whether it was Aaron Donald on defense. I mean, they, they went all in on saying, hey, I don't know how long this run is going to happen, but we got to put, put together the best roster we possibly can. And then ultimately they were benefited by the Detroit Lions being the Detroit Lions. You're going to trade Matthew Stafford 
for Jared Goff. Really? That's, that's, that's the trade you're going to make. And I think Sean McVay realized it and was like, I can't believe this is happening. And now we've got to put the, the pieces of the puzzle around Matthew Stafford. So it's really a remarkable job of not only having, you know, confidence in hiring a young coach, but then having an all-in approach from an organizational standpoint of being able to pour a bunch of money into a roster and have it pan out. It doesn't always pan out, but it did for them yesterday. Yeah. All right, let's stay on McVay. You're an offensive guy. You, uh, you played quarterback at the Power 5 position. You coached it. Um, what is it that McVay does that you just love as far as his offense, Tom? I think that he is one of those guys that isn't born from a system. I think the system is always evolving. There's, there's always a new element or something different here, a little, little wrinkle there. You know, when you watch them, they, and I've, always, I've said this about Kansas City, too. They look like a college team. You know, when you, when you watch all the, the boot action, the naked stuff, uh, some of the perimeter throws where they're just, you know, making a couple of, couple of little dinks and dunks, and the next thing you know, they're attacking downfield. It's, just, it's, it's, a whole, it's an aw, awful lot of everything kind of rolled up into one. But he's created, you know, it's, it's, you know whether it's Kyle Shanahan, okay, um, whether it's uh, LeFleur, whether it's McVay, all those guys are kind of cut from the same cloth, but they've all kind of just evolved and built their own offense. And I think that 10 years ago, most of the coaches in that league were going to always try to say, all right, this is our system. You've got to play within our system. And now you're not so much seeing that. So with uh, a, a, whether it's a McVay, um, whether it's a Shanahan, these guys are all doing – kind of their own stuff, which I think is really cool because, it's, to be honest with you, I think it's made the league more exciting. Oh, no doubt. I, yeah, it's made it more dynamic. It's made it more fun to watch because you're seeing multifaceted schemes with the best players on the planet. You know, to me, I just, you know, it's funny. I, I was watching, I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen the Joe Montana documentary on Peacock? No, is it awesome? It, uh, it's unbelievable. You have to watch oh, I'm six one-hour episodes, and it's fantastic. But what's so interesting about it is, you know, they kind of dive into the West Coast offense a little bit and, and, you know, why Joe was so good for that scheme and the things that he could do. But, like, you start to watch some of the clips that they're showing, whether it's Steve Young, whether it's Joe Montana, and the league just looked the same, right? Like they would play the Giants. They were an I-formation, multiple pro-style offense, okay? And then, they, then you looked at the 49ers. They were a pure West Coast offense. And then they would, go, they would show some of these different teams throughout the league, and it was just like it was almost cookie cutter, right? And now you look at the league, and it's evolved so much. It's so dramatically different. But the thing that's cool about watching that documentary and listening to Tom Brady talk about Joe Montana and listen to these people talk about Joe Montana, you could take Joe Montana and you could put him at Kansas City right now. You could put him at L.A. right now. That's a great point. You could point, put him man. at Green Bay right now. And that's what's kind of neat about watching it, not to get off point, but if you haven't seen it and you're a fan of football and, you know, before the GOAT, there was the GOAT, right? right. Before there was Tom Brady, there was this dude named Joe Montana, and you go back and watch – the evolution of him, and it's it's an awesome watch. 
That's cool. I can't wait to watch that. Tom Lugan. You gotta watch it. It's fantastic. I'm in. It really is. Lugan Bill joins. And by the way, by yeah. the way, can I point out another thing? Sure. A lot of people don't realize, and it's it's just a testament. I was actually coaching a camp in Dallas this last week, and I had the group in in the, in the room for about 20 minutes. And I said, if you guys haven't watched it, and you're a younger group, you're 15, 16 years old, 14, 15, 16 years old, go back and watch this documentary. Because when Joe Montana left high school, he was a more widely coveted scholarship basketball player <laughs> than he was a football player. He decided to go to Notre Dame. When he got to Notre Dame, he was one of seven quarterbacks. And he didn't even see the field, all right, until I want to say going into his junior year. And the only reason why he made it on the field is because he kept fighting, he kept scrapping, and they kept telling me he wasn't good enough and that, you know, he needed an injury to maybe play the whole nine yards. But guess what he didn't do? He didn't transfer. He didn't walk away. He didn't quit. He just kept battling and kept battling and kept battling. And it's just a great lesson in perseverance that sometimes we're not seeing much of that anymore in this generation. No, that's a good point. And, and that's wild, the similarities for Montana and Brady at Notre Dame and Michigan. I mean, they had to grind right. to get on the field, Tom. I mean, it took them forever. Yeah, all they did was they, they only played two years, but the last year was a senior year. All right, we don't see many quarterbacks playing in their senior year anymore. Right. Well, the two most successful here the last 20 years, Eli Manning did not start until his redshirt sophomore year, Tom. Correct. Okay. Yep. Dak Prescott did not start until his redshirt sophomore year, and that's after Tyler Russell gets knocked out with a concussion. And right. th those two guys play in the NFL – are wonderful players, did amazing things in Oxford and Startville, but they they gave themselves enough time to grow up and develop, but you don't see as much of that today, Luke. Well, and you can, yeah, you can say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. He was a, a, a late bloomer, lost in the shuffle junior college guy, all right? But he played a full complement of football at the collegiate level before he even entered into the NFL draft. Josh Allen. Same thing, right? He's going to be special, played a ton of football, played a full length of a college career. And if you start going down the rosters of some of these teams and you start looking at these guys that have been in the college program that weren't just, you know, like a Matthew Stafford was a play right away guy, three and out guy, right? And you look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was a five to six year guy. All right, there are actually more Joe Burrows playing in the NFL than there are the three and out guys. So the value of gaining that experience and playing a lot of football and working through that process certainly, I think, carries over in the professional football ranks. No doubt. Tom Luganbill on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. We're talking about, I mean, they were both remarkable stories. They usually are as far as the Rams and Bengals and all the men and and guys that uh, their backgrounds and where they come from to get there. But the Sean McVay deal is is pretty remarkable. And Matthew Stafford. In fact, Tom, it's, I read the article this morning because I just needed to, you know, freshen up on it. The fact that they were in yeah. Cabo together, all right, this is incredible. All right, you, you head up recruiting for ESPN. Yeah. You and I talk about both on and off the air recruiting. We recruit yeah. clients, listeners. We recruited you. I mean, we had a third party that said, you need to go get Tom Luganbill on the show. 
he will be a great piece of the puzzle for what y'all want to do. So McVay's at this hotel in Cabo. Stafford checks in. This is totally legal. At this point, now Stafford can talk to teams, okay? Right. They hit it off over this weekend, and they end up going to dinner together, and they end up going to the hot tub together, and they end up hanging out by the pool, and all of a sudden, you know, there's a lot. I mean, they're the same age, Luke, as you know. And there's there's this energy and synergy. We've all done this when we meet somebody over 36, 48 hours. And then think about this, Luke. The rest is history. McVeigh calls his owner, who was on TV last night, and says, hey, we got to get this deal done regardless of what we have to give up, which you alluded to earlier. Isn't yeah. that a cool story, what happened in Cabo, as far as McVeigh recruiting Stafford, even at that well, level? Absolutely, and I'm going to point to another thing, and I don't know if you've seen it, um, but there was something going around on the Internet, probably about, I think it was after the first or second week of the NFL playoffs, and it was, it was this uh, photo of Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay, and Shanahan when they were all on the same staff of the Washington Redskins, okay? I want to say... So it was 2015, maybe. I don't know. So they're all young now, right? Well, they were really young then. And you talk about the recruitment of a great player at quarterback. So all of three of those guys are considered to be, you know, at the top of their game, right, as far as offensive coaches in the NFL. Do you want to know what the record of the Washington Redskins was that year? Probably like 6-10 and 10 or something. 3-13. and 13. <laughs> So everybody's talking about all of these gurus. There are no gurus. You only have a guru when you have a quarterback. And Sean McVay's no different than anybody else. He realized real quick, this guy's different. And if we're going to take the next leap, we're not doing it with, with Jared Goff. We have to go out. We have to get a guy that we win because of. All right. And, you know, it, it's interesting. And I don't know if you've ever heard this story. But do you remember the year that the Rams went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff? And there was all of this talk about where Sean McVay stands on the field when the team's on offense. Have you ever watched it? Have you ever seen it on the sideline? Yeah. So, yeah. So he stands way, way, way down on the defensive side. Right? He's not standing on the sideline at the line of scrimmage or slightly behind the offense. He's standing behind the defensive side. And the word was out of the NFL that what he was doing is while he's able to talk to the quarterback, he was standing behind the defense and he was basically telling Jared Goff, here's what we're doing. Here's where you need to go with the ball. This is the look, trying to give him as much information as he could before the communication shuts off, right? Which I think is at 15 seconds. Well, word gets around about this. When they got in the Super Bowl, if you watch that Super Bowl and you go back and look at it now, go watch the Patriots on defense when there was 15 seconds left on the play clock before the ball snapped. They completely altered everything that they were doing. Wow. They lined up in one thing, sat there, this and that. That clock went to 15. Next thing you know, they're in all kinds of different stuff. And I really believe that Sean McVay, from that point on, realized there's we're only going to go so far with, with Jared. Right. And we need, to, we need to have an upgrade. All right, let's switch gears to Cooper Cup. Um, stars matter. There's no doubt about it. 
you've been in this recruiting business for over Mm -hmm. 15 years, but how cool is it that a guy from rural Washington in the Northwest has uh, one offer to Eastern Washington and ends up having a hell of a career. His junior and senior year were filthy. Uh, Just, and, and ends up kudos to Les Snead in this front office. Um, I mean, they, they recognize what he can do. They, they still draft him in the late third round. That's a pretty good spot. And, or actually mid third round. And, and now he's on, I mean, we talk about Tyree Hill and so on. Luke's this guy is unguardable. Tell me what you see as far as his route running, his hands and everything that he does. Well, I, I think it's just that, you know, the interesting thing going back to, you know, how he ends up at any, he's basically the wide receiver version of Kurt Warner without playing in the arena. Football yes. League, yes. Right. And so it just goes to show you the, the numbers, think of the sheer numbers. So there's roughly 2,800 players that will sign an FBS letter of intent. All right. In every given class, that's FBS. That's not counting FCS. All right. So there's, Roughly 16,000 high schools in America that play football right now. About 1.1 million high school football players. And of that 1.1 million, roughly 7% will actually play college football. But of that 7%, only about 3.5% are actually playing at the group of five or power five level. So now think about those numbers that are remaining. They've got to go somewhere, right? And it's impossible from an evaluation standpoint to be all over every single one of these guys. I mean, I can't do it. Our group can't do it. Um, An Oregon, a USC, an Alabama, Ohio State, a Clemson, you can't do it. It's impossible, right? So you're going to have a ton of guys slip through the cracks. It's one of the reasons why we have different levels of football, right? Because there's different levels of talent. So a Cooper Cup doesn't get recruited, falls through the cracks like thousands upon thousands of prospects do but then what did we talk about earlier in this conversation he goes to the fcs level of play he red shirts he's there for five years five years all right know how much football that is i mean that's a ton of football and you know it's interesting It, it it just goes to show if you are good enough they will find you yep they will find you. Now, you might get drafted in the sixth round, okay? You might get drafted in the third round. What that guy accomplished this year, he did three things. That He was the offensive player of the year in the NFL, the Super Bowl MVP, and he won one other major award, okay? Jerry Rice is the only other receiver in the history of the NFL to win all three of those awards during the course of his career, and Cooper Cup did it in the same season. All three of the same season. Jerry Rice won all three, but not in the same season. Guy's a freak. He's he's a freak as a route runner, and where I think he's better than anybody else in the league is his get off at the line of scrimmage. You can't press him. Did you watch Jalen Ramsey yesterday? Jalen Ramsey could not get his hands on him. So if you can't alter the route by, you know, stemming and get your hands on the target at the line of scrimmage and try to create disruption, this and that. You're not going to win because the guy just separates. He's so explosive and so sudden at the line of scrimmage that it's almost impossible. You try to press him, and then you're like, okay, well, we can't press him. All right, well, now what are we going to do? Are we going to back off of him? Okay, well, now we back off of him, and we give him space. Well, pick your poison. You're going to have to choose something to do. 
And and at that level, when everybody in the building, including the great players on the other side of the line of scrimmage, know that Stafford's going to him and they can still connect, that's remarkable to me. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows. where Everybody in the stadium, including the hot dog vendor, knows where you're going with the ball. <laughs> Right. And it, and it, and it just, it, it still doesn't matter. Pretty crazy. Right. Yeah, it is. And then Aaron Donald, uh, I don't know how much you know about him, but uh, you know, he, he seems like an awesome young man. He's not super vocal, but he does everything that you want in the locker room with your team and so on. Now he got a little vocal in the playoffs. There's even talk that he may retire. And I think he retires as a hall of famer, even in a somewhat abbreviated career, if he decides to do that. Talk about his presence and what a mismatch he is, regardless of where he's lined up on the line of scrimmage. So he's one of those guys where his lack of height actually helps him because he has such an advantage in leverage because he's so low. And then he's so disruptive with his first step get off that if you're at, if you're laid out of your stance, if, if you're, if, if you're not anchored down in the all, you're going to get absolutely put on skate. He's one of those guys, I think he might go down when it's all said and done, as this, as the most disruptive interior defensive player in the history of the NFL. And he's what, six feet tall? Yeah. Six one, maybe, maybe. Um, and if, you, if you're curious about, like, if you haven't had a chance, your listeners, go on YouTube and watch some of his off-season workouts in his routine, and you're going to go, he looks like he's 240 pounds. You cannot believe that he weighs that much on that frame the way that he moves. And it's just, it's, I don't think, I mean, obviously he does things you can't coach. I mean, he's just, he just blessed. Unbelievable. Well, yeah. that was fun. It was, uh, there is no off season, but what a great season. What a great game to end the season. And um, we're going to continue on with you throughout uh, the mm-hmm. year and look forward to that. But thanks for recapping the uh, the Super Bowl and hope you have a great week and we'll talk next week, buddy. You got to make sure you watch that Joe Montana. Oh, I'm all dude. Really that's good. Look, Jerry Rice came from here, and so all, yeah. everybody my age, Luke's, just thought Jerry Rice walked on water, and I did too. Right. Well, and, and the thing that's crazy about it is when you watch this documentary, you forget. That what Joe Montana did in the first five years of his career, he did without Jerry Rice. That's right. That's without right. Without Jerry Rice. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's called Cool Under Pressure. That's what it's called. And McVay's tied in with San Francisco because his granddad was the general manager during the five Super Bowl run. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, I mean, that's, right. that's how he got in with the Grudens, as you know, because you're from the yeah. West Coast and you were growing up during that time when they were. You know, you, you, you've, seen, you've seen in the state of Georgia, right, that um, – his senior year, he was the Georgia High School Player of the Year, and he beat out Calvin Johnson. Yes, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. Appreciate it, bud. Right, see ya. Tom Lugan, Bill joined us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Look for the buck on the can, right? Deer antlers, buck. Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. You got a presentation, pre-workout, need to get through the day, long road trip. Maybe studying, cramming for a test or exams. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by Bucked Up Energy Drinks, and you can find it throughout central Mississippi at grocery stores and service stations. Speaking of, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Fuel Up at Fleetway Fleetway Market. Fleetway Market. 
You got Glugstat, Madison, Dogwood, 20 plus locations. Fuel up at Fleetway Market. And uh, the Market Cafe at Fleetway Market is a great place for lunch or to go food. And they do a magnificent job. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. The Out of Bounds show is brought to you by Dr. Kirk Jeffries and Eye Care Professionals. If you need LASIK or cataract surgery, Dr. Kirk Jeffries, Eye Care, Eye Care Professionals. Two locations, Lakeland Drive, Jackson, Lakeland Drive, Bellmead, Flowood, Eye Care Professionals. Good morning. Welcome in. Man, the feedback on this Ben Howland stuff on the text line is wild. Some people are a little hyped up. 